All right. So, as far as the uh, the sale of merchandise is concerned, and the potential uh, violation of ona of overcharging or underpaying, as we're going to see. So we the halach is kol zehu rak toch shir shiuchal okech laharus achevitz atager ola krovo. In the event that the customer was exploited. And he is, uh, and uh, he feels that he got uh, uh, overcharged. So the allowance he has to either get a refund because he was overcharged by a sixth, or to cancel the transaction because he was overcharged more than a sixth. So there's a limited span of time in which the customer has in order to be able to assess whether he was overcharged and to uh, exercise his rights afterwards. And that is literally it translates as the amount of time it takes to show a merchant, a tagger, okrovo, or your brother-in-law's cousin who always knows exactly how much these things uh, cost. But you have to be able to check with somebody shortly after the transaction to confirm whether or not you paid a reasonable price or not. In the Acher Shir Zeh, but if you, the customer, go ahead and wait beyond that amount of time, so then the, the customer who is exploited, he loses his right to go ahead and demand a refund or cancel a transaction. The expectation is you're going to do it right away, and if you wait beyond that, so then it's going to be... A, it's going, to be, it's going to be too late. Nowadays, that span of time is actually quite small because you can check up the price of anything on the Internet as soon as you get home. And you look it up online, you'll be able to see what a reasonable price for that is, and that'll take you all of a minute or so, however long it takes you to drive home. So that's really the amount of time that you have to check that out. And if a person decides to, uh, to forego that, so then, too bad, so sad. Okay, then next halach is... And this is something that we spoke out already. The prohibition of Onahu ben it can be violated whether it is the merchant who is overcharging the customer, and it could also be violated by the customer if the customer knows that the mocher, that the merchant is underselling the object which is uh, which he's which he's selling that the uh, the customer knows that really the it should sell for a lot more and he somehow convinces the merchant that uh, really this is uh, you're not going to get that much for it let me pay you a fraction of that and this is important to realize because sometimes people confuse this point and that is that the allowance, let's just say for simplicity for the customer to demand a refund or to cancel a transaction because he was overcharged has nothing to do with whether or not the merchant is a dirty rotten scoundrel these are two separate halachas altogether. So we usually think of exploiting in terms of the merchant knowing that he's deceiving the customer and he's overcharging him. And since he's being a dirty, rotten scoundrel, so the, the consequence for being a dirty, rotten scoundrel is you'll have to give a refund or we may cancel a transaction on you altogether. But in the event that the mocher, the, the merchant himself, didn't know that he was overcharging the customer, so he didn't do anything wrong, so why should we punish him? So this has nothing to do with punishment. It's not punitive. It's not because he's a dirty, rotten scoundrel. It's because transactions are supposed to be above board and if we discover that even mistakenly that the customer was overcharged he has the right to go ahead and demand the refund and it's not an implication necessarily of the merchant that he is a sinner or he violated anything it just means he took too much money for the thing and he has to go ahead and refund it okay now the next thing is so even if you rent something so you could also be overcharged for the rental, and that could also be ona, where you could demand a refund or cancel a transaction when that's possible. Or kablonis is you go ahead and hire a person for a job, $200 to paint the room, and really he should be getting $400 to paint the room.
However, Rak Ona. However, the Torah indicates that there are certain things which are not included in the parsha of Ona, Ke'avadim, in the buying and selling of slaves, and included in buying and selling of slaves is somebody who's paid hourly for their work. They're also considered to be like a slave because they've sold their time. Shtaros, in the event that you're selling contracts. Whatever that contract would uh, would be, but that also is excluded. Vikarkos and anything related to real estate is excluded. Vlachein in this is karka. So therefore, if a landlord goes ahead and overcharges his tenant for the uh, the, the unit which was rented, oschiris poel, or you go ahead and you uh, you underpay an employee, o chov, or with the purchase of a debt, any so the one who was exploited has no recourse whatsoever, just by virtue of this Gzeira Sakasu, the Torah's decree, that there's no claim of Onah by these particular items. However, just because the person can't, the, uh, the one who was exploited can't demand a refund or cancel the transaction, but it's still going to be us to intentionally take advantage of somebody in a rental unit or in employment. Because uh, it's no worse than in the event that you were to exploit a person verbally, which we'll get to at some point, or Geneva's Das, which is certainly Aser. Some people say they actually do violate the prohibition of Losonu not to exploit a person, just that there's no consequence for doing so. But it doesn't mean that it's excluded from the Aser, the Aser would be violated nonetheless. Don't forget, tonight is Rosh Chodesh, so we'll add the Yal of Yavro. Tonight, I've been a Kashmir, so we're going to go to Israel. The Fika Chibilam Torah Mitzvah, Shinemar, Nechavitz, and Manziko, Yagdir Torah Viyadir. Amen.